Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Earth? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hi, Potter Pucker Uppers. <laughs> I'm Melissa. It's Valentine's Day. We have a whole lovey dovey Pottercast number 26 lined up. First of all, you sent us some amazing love themed song parodies this week we've got all your valentine's comments all your shipping comments our modcast is all about love and harry potter and even sue john and myself get into the the live discussions later on in the show first though we have to send out a very 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 special happy birthday to anna noe who is john noe's sister who happens to have her birthday on valentine's day what a great day and for those of you on continuing on the noe topic for those of you who are um hmm, obsessed with john noe John's mom has turned up in our comments board, and she is bringing the baby pictures, the embarrassing stories, all of it. So go over there if you want to if you want to revel in the embarrassment of John Noe. You can click on discussions on pottercast.com to get there. Well, we've got a really lovely show, so let's go. Listening to the news again, as if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello everyone, Sue Upton here with a recap of some of the top news in the Harry Potter world this week. Starting out with book news now, artist Mary Graham Prey has released some brand new artwork, including a gorgeous one depicting the battle between Lord Voldemort and Albus Dumbledore in the Ministry of Magic, which took place in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix book. This scene shows where Dumbledore has cast a spell around Voldemort as he is trying to capture him with those jets of green flame surrounding him. And you can also see some broken pieces of the statue from the fountain of the Ministry laying scattered about on the ground. We were fortunate enough to get a sneak preview of these two pieces which are for sale and you can see those on our website. Yes, that's right, Mary Grandpre, who does the artwork for the U.S. edition of the Harry Potter novels, is letting some of this fantastic artwork go. And you can find all of the relevant information about this sale on our website. There's more news now about that sketch of the Black Family Tree that author J.K. Rowling has donated for auction to help benefit Book Aid International. Our partners at the Lexicon were sent a photo from an Italian newspaper which shows much more of the sketch now. And although the half of it was still blurred, you can now see some additional new names from this family tree. And there are even a few dates which are kind of interesting, including that Draco Malfoy was born in 1980. This is all very interesting, yes. This sketch will be auctioned off next week on February 21st in London, England, and we're hoping to get more information about it as we get closer to it. With principal photography starting last week on the upcoming Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film, we do have quite a few pieces of movie news for you now. A recent newspaper interview confirms that the Patil twins will be returning for movie 5. And CBBC Newsround posted a story that has some additional cast member announcements confirming that, yes, parts for Amelia Bones and Dollish and even a young Wormtail have been cast. There's also some great news that, yes, the Dursleys will be returning for movie five, including even Dutters and his gang. Yay! <laughs> so for all the information about this latest casting news, you can click on leakingnews.com for much more. Also, there was a bit of a flap over the role of actor Gary Ullman, or whether or not he would return for Sirius Black for the newest film. Warner Brothers and his agent are in the process of working on his return appearance for the latest film, and we are continuing to follow the story very closely. 
Both Mr. Oldman's agent and Warner Brothers have expressed a desire for Gary to return to the role, which we all hope for, and we hope that this will soon be resolved quickly. Warner Brothers also did confirm that actor David Thewlis will be back as Remus Lupin for Movie 5 as well. In other film-related news now, Lizzo from BBC Newsround also got a great sneak preview of the upcoming Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD and has all of the inside scoop on things we can look forward to. While we don't want to give too much away now, his bottom line does say that this is the most comprehensive set of DVD extras yet for a Potter film, which is very encouraging news. The Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire DVD will be released here in the United States on March 7th. Well, the show is busy, so for all the finest in Harry Potter news, you can find it all on the most advanced Potter website out there by clicking on leakynews.com. This is Valentine's Day, of course, and there is a lovely show ahead, so let's get right to it and enjoy the program. Welcome to our Valentine's Day show. Hi, guys. Yay. Hello. Hi, Hi Valentine, Sue, and Melissa. Are you feeling the love tonight? I'm feeling the love. Love tonight. I have received four Valentines so far. Wow. I haven't. I cool. haven't gotten any Valentines. Me oh. either. We're Valentineless. Well, Sad. Have you checked the PO box? Actually, I haven't. I wonder. Well, how do you know you don't have any Valentines? Well, I mean, you know, sent to me. You know. Yeah, I didn't either, but no that's one okay. Sends you things in the PO box. I wouldn't even try to say that. Whatever you get, you get more car- Chipotle cards than than we get anything in that box. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let, well, anyway, guys, it's Valentine's Day here at Pottercast, and we will get to that later <laughs> oh. and get to all the gross, sickening love stuff soon. First, let's do our our news stuff because the news doesn't stop for Valentine's Day. No, it doesn't. So news never. I don't stops. think Joe was writing today, though. What do you think? I hope she's not. You think Joe's well, maybe she's writing the big day. love scene. I think Joe. The big love climax. Yeah, she is. When Harry and Ginny are getting married, or smooching, and I think that's happening. Perhaps, I don't. Maybe she'd be in the mood to write that scene. Who knows? Mm. I have a feeling Doctor What's Your Face isn't like. Doctor What's His today, Face? Neil Murray is a yeah, he. Doctor. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. Don't you think he looks like Harry Potter? I think he looks up? like Elvis Costello. Who? Oh, yeah. But it is that interesting that cool. she married somebody with dark, messy black hair and glasses. <laughs> she had to see that. <laughs> yeah, wanna, because I've always. I want to know. Oh yeah. I want to know what somebody does for someone like J.K. Rowling for Valentine's Day. I, I'd love. And to then he buys her some chocolate because she can't buy any on her own. Why can't she buy chocolate? People would be like, "Ooh, got a dementia problem <laughs> or something," you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something's yeah, squirrely, you know. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, let's, well, let's go. Let's come back to that. We have plenty of lovey stuff to discuss. Mm. Let's go first with our news. Okay. I think, I think the biggest news we've got as news. of this recording is that we've got more information about the Black Family Tree, on that which J.K. Rowling has written information about the Black Family, the big tapestry that we get to see in Movie Five. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has donated this piece of paper to Book It International. It will be auctioned off in a week, come Tuesday. And hopefully we'll get to see a full version, but a, a yeah. more complete version has appeared in the Italian magazine, Italian newspaper La Repubblica, which the lexicon people have sent over to us. You oh. can see it on our site. Right. It is pretty cool. Awesome. Did, did they get somebody to it's translate still, it? Their parts are still blurred. From back from Italian? No. <laughs> I'm not 
justifying that. Really has to know Italian to look at it. It's in English. What? It was in the, the Italian scan. paper. No. Is in English. Oh. The rest of the article oh. is in Italian, but we don't need. I guess we don't, that we would don't make need, it. We don't need to hear that. Easier. <laughs> so, but there's but there's a lot of there's a um, there's a lot more great well, information on that map on that thing. Yeah, we have a new name though. We got the Drusilla Rosier. Wasn't that the executioner? Oh, for for Buckbeak. Well, that's the woman. I love. I'm sorry. I love that she uses for the Rosier. The, the, I love that she uses the name Drusilla, but I I mm. can't ever not associate that name with a vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I know. An angel. <laughs> Thank you. Forever, Drusilla. I mean, <laughs> I cannot think of this person as not a vampire. Maybe it is a vampire. Who knows? You never know. But Who knows? I can't. I can't. I can't not think Who of it like that. Who are you even talking about? For people not obsessed with going Drusilla to on on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, I mean, this, what's his name? Okay. Um, oh, Drusilla, Rosie, Rosie, and Wilkes. They're one of the big. Um, um, Death Eaters who were friends with Snape we who were part of like, the group something? that went and tortured the Longbottoms. <laughs> yes, John, John, we already talked about that. In the, in oh, the, this is in the paper. I thought this was like a new actor or actress for the movie. <laughs> yes, no. I'm so confused. Yes, you really... I thought they oh. just signed somebody else. I'm like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't understand anymore. No, we have a new canon oh. name. Drusilla Rosier, which... They never said if Rosier was a female or a male, so it could be well, the same Rosier. It's that, it could it's be that family. It was that family. Fun. That's the name I, that just caught my eye. Grandpa. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I just have to wonder how much of this really has to do with Book 7. I don't... To be honest, I don't think probably, you know, it's probably all that nothing. much. No, I mean, but, but we'll get some answers, though, on on things like... Like I'm kind of wondering on that that far blurred side of the of the if you're looking at people are looking at the website you can see the scan there's part of it that is still blurred that if there maybe isn't a Snape name kind of drifting around somewhere mm. or just I just think that there's there's those those names there's a couple of um, mm. curious um, burn holes over there that make me kind of go make puzzling minds want to know Snape. Uh-huh. Curious about which yeah. parts of it have been blacked out, yeah. But if it was anything so, so secret, she wouldn't make it available to anyone. So, you know, there's every possibility that the person who buys this can share it, you know? And if it was well, so sensitive, it would not be something well, that would totally destroy something. No, wait a second. Wasn't Snape's dad a, like, muggle? But his, her mom, the mom wasn't, So, right? we wouldn't, Snape's mom's name was Prince, wasn't it? Well, Eileen Prince. So we, we'd be looking for a Prince on there. Oh, well, that's Snape. what I meant. Yeah, I meant, there's a name, though, that somehow ties him in. Or maybe it's Myrtle's family. I don't know. Somebody, I, I mean, we don't even know what Myrtle's name is. That'd be fun Would if be it cool. was Myrtle. I think it's Myrtle. <laughs> She's not. She's a. Isn't she a mudblood? Uh, I don't know. Half blood, muggle-born, whatever. I don't know. I think she was a muggle-born because then that that was the whole. God, this is something that we really should know. No, we like don't know anything. Of, we d- no, we don't. We don't know about Myrtle. Well, that's the whole book. thing. We don't know. We're not. It's not something. It's not that. It's not that we're being slacking. I thought it was a, a mudblood died last time. Don't you remember? Wasn't that like y- a line? Yes, you're right. Look at this, oh John. God. Correcting us. Look at this. I mean, come John on, ladies. Better than either I, of us. I oh, bow man. to you. That's great, John. You bowed him. I told but you. But the person who uttered 
But Draco Malfoy uttered that, as told to him by his father, as told to him by Voldemort, who we know doesn't think that you have to be, that you have to be born of Muggles to be a mudblood. He he calls many other people mudblood, so we're not totally sure. What do you call about a pure blood a mudblood? If that person was a Muggle-born conspirator, don't you think that they would, that mm. they would call the the long the long bottoms, you know? Well, the Weasleys, Mudbloods? The Weasleys, like, exactly. I don't think they specifically call them Mudbloods, but, um... Right. Myrtle could still be half, you know, half a, mu- a Muggle witch mother. Right, because I mean, that's what they, she burned father. off, uh, the one of Bellatrix got burned off, the sister got burned off of there because she married Tonks's family, right? So that's why she's burned off of there, because, so, maybe... Yeah. So, let me ask you this. So, this is going on display, right, uh, next week? And, and so, can we ask for yes. any spies, please, we're to gonna go, go see this thing? <laughs> we're going to try. We're going to beg our bookade people for, for a preview. We will beg them. They, as you know, have been very, very um, good with letting us know about all this. <laughs> about all this yeah. But we don't want them to, to yeah. hijack their, their auction. <laughs> you know, we want them to raise as much money as possible. So maybe they'll save a picture and, and send it to us after. Who knows? Right. Um, Absolutely. But crossed, I just thought, right? well, if there's any casual Potter fan know. out there that happens to walk by and happen to have a notebook or a little camera, that would be great. Snap. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, camera send phones, ladies. Send it to us. Go to our contact gems. us page on leakynews.com and you awesome. can send us a thing. Staff yeah, how do you send attachments with the Well, actually, <laughs> actually, soon we're going to have a way to make an attachment oh. right on that page. That it has to be like oh, it has to be a JPG or a GIF or a MP3. I can't um, wait to get the viruses. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what you, there that's you go. Just in time for Valentine's. Unless you can oh. hide a virus in a JPG, I don't exactly know how you can do that. But <laughs> sorry, you know, whatever. We have Nick Chosen on the case. Sorry for Valentine's Day. <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> Viruses just in time for Valentine's Day. All right, we've killed John. That'd be the best Valentine ever. No, no, no. That's funny. We have Nick pulled it on the case. You know he's not going to let that stuff go on. So yeah, so soon yeah, there will Nikki be that option. D. But until then, staff at theleakycauldron.org will get you. Our uh, will get to us. Yes. So do that. And any complaints can go. Any complaints can go to. Andrew at staff.modelnet.com. Yes. In, in other news, big oh, news, right, film else? news, babe. What? A lot of big film news. Film news. Yeah, lots of New casting. casting. We got some film news? Film, you know. Phoenix. We're talking about book film fine there. So. The Dursleys are going to be in it. Yay. Somebody was cast as Pierce Polkis, which all says that that opening scene in Magnolia Crescent seems to be intact. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. The big dead. Big, what do they call him? Big D. Big D. Yeah, the big the D. The best conversation big D's ever. Big D. Yeah. <laughs> the best, it's the best <laughs> Harry ever. I, I remember when I... He's like... I remember when I read that, I was just thinking, that's totally going to be the first scene in the movie, and they're going to like put the opening titles yeah. like right after like that first chapter ends. I could just totally see him just flying in, and then... That first chapter uh, is... so freaking yeah. crazy. But here's my question. Remember with the uh, Dementors? And the third movie, there were Dementors in that one. And then whenever they came around, you would hear, like, the screaming in Harry's ears. Because it was, like, his parents yeah. and all that crap. What do you, do you think we'll be able to hear anything when they come up to Dudley? And do you think they'll have to guess? No, because we're still in Harry's point of view. 
we're not gonna find out in the bo- in the movie in the movie what she hasn't told us in the books, which no. is what Dudley saw. Yeah. You know. Mm, I wonder well. if Harry Melling will be told. I wonder it's if Harry Melling will be told What's what that? he's supposed to be reacting to in that scene. Still, it'll still be a good scene. Yeah. Oh, that's if a, it was something like like know. spiders, he like be like brushing at himself and all that, or if it was something. Crawling all we know out. is that he goes rigid with fear mm. in the book. Just rigid. Just. I could never be cheerful like again. <laughs> well, more casting. Oh. Um, um, let's speaking of Mr. Black, Melissa. Gary Oldman. Can you address? For the love yes. of God. You're always thinking of Mr. Black. He's gonna be in I the know movie, I am. people. He's gonna be in the movie. Are you? Are you gonna sign him? Personally, personally if I have to, he's yeah. gonna be in the movie. What you're seeing that has very unfortunately played out in front of the fans is stuff that shouldn't go on in front of the fans. What's basically happening, and I'm telling you this is a fact, is that they're worrying about who needs to be on set right now. He doesn't need to be on set right now. They'll worry about the contract and signing him whenever. If you'll remember, there was a lot of question when he was first cast as well, where we reported, actually TLC, I think I, I think we broke this news, I don't remember, but when we reported that he was originally cast, there was also a kerfuffle about, well, he said, well, he's not cast, it's in negotiations, and Warner Brothers is this, and Warner Brothers is that, and look at that, it turned out fine, he was cast from the get-go. This happens with every movie. One actor says, no, I'm I'm not really cast. Warner Bros. doesn't want whatever. They end up cast. If he is not going to be cast in this film, if he if he does not come back, that will be gigantic news, which you will hear about in a gigantic fashion. I mm-hmm. assure you, there's going to be a real because they're going to have to find a new series, which is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. He is in the script. He can't be taken out of the well, script. I wouldn't find a new series. I bet you know they could probably do it without a new series. I mean, they sat there. For the fourth one, and modeled the dude's face so they can animate him. Oh, in the fireplace. They could reuse that <laughs> footage <laughs> that, that, and make no. every scene serious is supposed to be in. Be that lava <laughs> serious. Of lava that, serious. That blob. Doormat of lava serious <sighs> can fall into the veil. No. They have like a portable fireplace. No. That could work. No. He's going to be in the film, folks. Be a little bit of rewriting, He's but. He's going to be in the film. And Gary has said, I remember posting many articles that said, you know, where he talked about, I mean, he wore an armband even when they were filming Azkaban about, he wants to be in this film. And one of those wants him in the film. Therefore, there is no problem. (laughs) It it might be, who knows? It might be a question of money. It might be a question of negotiations. What, whatever. The bottom line is that this should not be playing out in front of the fans. It's wildly irresponsible for any of this to be playing out in front of the fans. So... You will know news when we have actual news to report on it. Yes. Anyway. So would you? I want Madame Pooch to come. But speaking back. of <laughs> speaking of movie five, I want I want. <laughs> is Madame no, Pooch in any of the more books? Is. Well, no. She she goes and watches them at one yeah. point for Quidditch at one point, but just very briefly, you it's know. Not um, she's not even. Joe, yeah. did you purposely stop writing Madame Hooch because of what happened to Zoe Wanamaker? Well, it's possible. Possible. Talk, talk to but me, But Quidditch, Quidditch became more, I mean, it's less and less prominent, yes. you know? So. Why couldn't Madame Hooch be at the Dumbledore funeral? I'm sure she was. They could have been like, hey, guys, it's Madame Hooch. I'm sure she was. Mm. And then they could have moved on to something else. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't always talk about my favorite Professor Sprout, yet you know that she's around, but, you know. <laughs> she, she's not yes, around. she is. Yes, she is. Pup Rocks, yeah, baby. Butterbeer hangovers. 
She even wore her best hat. They even talked about how she looked all cleaned. (laughs) (laughs) Best hat. The one that wasn't covered in dirt. That's right. Sprout in the house. Sprout in the house. Sprout in the house. All right. All right. All right. All right. We also got a sneak peek of a Goblet of Fire DVD from Lizzo at oh, yes. this round. Lizzo. How cool is that dude? Yeah, man? he's great. Oh, he is Lizzo. We want him on he's here. We've been in. asking to have him on here forever. He's about. Um, Lizzo, come on well, here. He yeah. works for the BBC. And, and cool. now I think our, I think a last piece or a, a, a last piece of, yeah, a last piece of movie five news. I want to announce because I'm so excited mm-hmm. is that on April 11th, this if is you good. live in New York, you can come, hopefully if there are still tickets, you can come and see a panel discussion between Michael Goldenberg, who is the scriptwriter for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Stephanie, the real one, Stephanie Zacharek, the real one. <laughs> long story, <laughs> Stephanie Zacharek, who was a film, is a film critic for Salon.com, is really an excellent film critic for Salon.com, and Monica Edinger, who is a, a author and article writer who discusses books and children's literature and um i'm really happy to say that i'm going to be moderating that discussion in new york city's maker oh, center which is mod. an educational center in midtown um in new york i'm so thrilled and i've been busting to tell people this news for like the last three months so there it is it's a huge that's honor awesome. that's quite an honor that's going to be excellent i mean it is. Well, <laughs> modcast, just you and yourself and you and- well but you were talking to Mr. Goldenberg. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much. About wow. exactly what I want to talk to him about adapting. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been trying to, I mean, we've, we've been wanting to hear an interview like this from, from Stephen Clovis forever. And yeah. here, book, Movie 5 hasn't even come out yet. And we're going to be able to get him into a room and discuss what, what he had to do to make this gigantic book work. Well, I would love to talk to Mr. Clovis, but I think he would probably be afraid of fans like me. No, it's so going to be a understand. it's going to be a good discussion, and so and we're we're talking to people about making sure that it's recorded or at least in a version that I can just transcribe so that everybody can read it and hear it, etc. Mm-hmm. That'd be that's just wonderful. What a great opportunity! Can't wait. Awesome. That's awesome. They actually did call me, but I said I was too busy with school here Thanks, in Miami. John. Thanks, I gave John. Melissa's phone number. Yeah, so I'm nice. Well, that'd be really cool because which he wrote was, Peter Pan, right? Which was which so Mr. great. My favorite actor. Tell was me, in. Peter Pan was not Jeez, beautiful. Isaacs. Yes. What did Chris Rankin call it? Oh Blooming amazing. <laughs> it's so. Good. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to see yes, it. Yes, he did. He did. Oh, it's. What, what, what's that called? Finding Neverland. No. Is that the one he no. was in? No. No. <laughs> Peter Pan. Oh, what? <sighs> Peter Pan. Peter Pan is actually the first, believe it or not, the first movie ever of the actual story of Peter Pan. Not mm-hmm. like Hook. He was Captain or Hook. Who he? Jason Isaacs? Isaacs was Mr. Mr. Hook's and yeah, Mr. Darling. He, Captain Hook? Yeah, he, but, yes, he, he, was, he played he was dual fantastic. roles. And, and, oh, yes, he was. Clever. Yeah. Yeah, it's He's really great. great. Oh, He's God, so... I'm so excited. And I hope that, like, oh. my giddiness over it hasn't scared Mr. Goldenberg away already. <laughs> I promise to act professionally, but it's just. I, wow. He's probably totally listening to us right now. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You no, know, I, cra- I crave these opportunities <laughs> to sit down with people who, who can really get into it and talk about, on an intelligent level, what these books have, have meant mm-hmm. and what it, what it means to work with them. Like, for instance, Joe, you know? And so right. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be interesting to hear about his different uh, relationship. I mean, because Joe had worked so long with Mr. Clovis, and it seems like they had a really good working relationship and how he felt coming into it. I think that 
Man, there's so many questions you could just ask. What has he written before? Who? Is it what has he Who? written before this? Peter Pan. Goldenberg. We just discussed this about three seconds Peter ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I thought that was Jason Isaacs we were talking about. No, <laughs> he was in that movie. And con- he also oh. wrote Contact, which was another popular. Oh. Yeah, which Jodie. Uh, what's her name? She, she, Jodie Foster. Yes, Jodie Foster. Yeah. What did she do? That's when she went to outer space. She was a scientist, and and she, you know. Oh, when, that was Contact. Yeah, right. I think. I don't know. Yeah. So we just said. Contact. Are you that's listening? Movie. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's going on anymore. Okay. One last piece of news. Lumos 2006 is very close to being sold out. So if you want to go and see our live podcast in in July, go sign up. Lumos2006.org. Okay. All right. Well, we have a great show coming up. The fan interview segment is sort of blended in throughout. You'll hear. All over the place. All over the place. You've been sending us your Valentines and your Filks. Yes. And your. Your. messages about your ships so you'll hear that all over the place our modcast is all about shipping and we have ship, a very ship, special ship 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 what is shipping guys we need to know about this before we get okay. into all the shipping okay. stuff this is important shipping mm-hmm. it's very important well actually it is i mean i don't want to short shrift it oh it's totally important in, in, in everything people's first always concerned in every kind of culture media whatever people want are concerned with the romance. They just are. Look at what we do with celebrities. Oh, right. You know? It's just... Uh, yeah. So, shipping is short for relationship. That's what ship is. If you prefer a ship, you prefer a certain relationship. Harry, Ginny, Harry, <clears throat> you know, Hermione, Ron, <clears throat> Hermione, etc., etc. <clears throat> Usually they're denotated with the first, the one character's name, a slash, and then the other character's name. So if you see somebody write Harry slash uh, Ginny, that denotes the Harry Ginny mm-hmm. ship. Yay. Or just say Harry Ginny. Yeah. So there you go. Pretty cool. So slash means that Harry slash Ginny, that they like each other. It's not no. exactly. There's a different connotation for slash. Oh. Slash. No. See, yeah. this is where it gets. The actual character slash is just what separates a person in a ship. But when you hear somebody talking about slash, that is generally homosexual <laughs> ships. Ooh. So. Yep. That's exciting. Not particularly, actually. <laughs> not, not particularly. <laughs> well, I get I get annoyed when people make it a, big, a bigger deal than it is. It's, you know, there is homosexuality right. in the world, and it, uh, you you hear it a lot in fan fictions. Um, they talk about it a lot of in the, in the fan fictions. They write a lot of those yeah. stories, but um. And this weird phenomenon is that the most slash fan fiction is written by by middle aged women. Did you know this? Oh. Yeah, I'd heard of that. It's yeah. a large percentage. It's an interesting phenomenon. Quiet. <laughs> anyway, let's 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 go on. Let's hear the rest of the show, and we'll be back to talk about our favorite ships at the end. I'm Gracie, called Gracie and Greek on um, Live Journal, and I want to give a big shout out to the Harry Hermione fandom. I'm so proud of how how strong you stayed. I love you all, and I'm so proud of you. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Hi, this is Karis, and I want to give a big Valentine's Day shout-out to my peeps on HMS Harmony. If being delusional means living in constant harmony, I choose delirium, the prettier reality. Thanks for this opportunity. Lots of love. Bye. Hi, Pottertoss. This is Courtney from Florida, and my favorite Harry Potter relationship is one big happy Weasley family because it's the ooeyest, gooeyest, happiest, perfect ship of them all. Hey, Pottercasters. Uh, 
This is Brianna from Wisconsin. I just want to give a shout out to my favorite ship ever, Percy and Penelope. I just love them. It's so cute. Because <laughs> I like Percy. Which is kind of weird, but still, I like him. Um, thanks. Happy Valentine's Day, Ron and Hermione. Radiohead wrote Magic Works for a reason. Love you. Bye. Hey, this is Zach from California. I only have a couple of words to say. Harry and Hermione are going to get together in the end. Thanks. Bye. Hey, I love Dan Radcliffe. He's so hot. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm Harry Draper Shipper. I don't think it's actually going to be written by J.K. Rowling, but I do like the idea very much. Um, They have very intense feelings between them. Have always had very intense feelings between them. Um, basically, I think Harry Draco Shippers just really recognized the idea that hate and love are not separate things as we would like to believe. Hey guys, what's up? Um, I just wanted to say that all of the relationships that have been established so far, like Harry and Ginny and Ron Hermione are amazingly done and I, I don't think they could have picked anyone better to go together um hey guys this is slide page and i think that harry and Ginny are going to be together in the end and i think that harry's going to live because harry and Ginny look exactly like james and lily with the red hair and the black hair and all that stuff hello from your loyal transcription elf alicia so this is one for all you winky dobby shippers your skin is the color of butterbeer. Your eye is the size of tea coasters. Your soft drawer smell makes me smile when you're near. And you're more magical than two flying toasters. Your love for socks matches my love for you as I sit by the fire and cry. It was never about Master Crouch or that spew. It's a love that I cannot deny. And after making declares, I sometimes squeeze and hope you'll love me too. And with all our love, we'll soon be free bid Hogwarts to do and vacation in Peru. Happy Valentine's Day. My favorite ship is Lupin and Tonks. Lupin is a lovely man with a big heart who was dealt an unfair hand. If anyone deserves a loving, gooey Valentine, it is Lupin, and I can think of no one who can calm his wild heart than the free-spirited Tonks. Happy Valentine's Day, Melissa, Sue, John, and everyone in the Leaky Lounge, and especially the elves. They rock! Hugs and Valentines, HP Mommy. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Peru. And if I have to choose the Valentine couple, Bellatrix and Buckbeat, yeah. Yeah, they are, they are cool. I'm Alyssa, or Lalissa from The Lounge, and I'm going to be singing my film to the tune of Through the Eyes of Love from Ice Castles. I hope you like it. Run, I really love you so, though now you may not know, but soon you will figure out how I feel about you How I feel so
Again, from Miami, Florida, Hermie G13 on the lounge. It's gonna be Jenny. Ooh, yeah. I might have dumped you during Amador's funeral. I told you I had to go. Whoa, look for some whore. With Ron and Hermione, don't want you hurt. Try not to flirt when it's time for the wedding. It will be me dreading turning down that weaselly hair. All I'll do is stare when I come to my senses. No more defenses, I'll realize it's gonna be Jenny. My knee will smirk, yes Your mom will sigh with delight Start the battle once more Remember, first year That card, getting my attention's way too hard It took me six years Now you are my dear When it's time for the wedding It will be me dreading Turning down the weaselly hair All I do is stare When I come to my senses No more defenses I'll realize It's gonna be Jenny It's gonna be Jenny Ooh yeah When it's that day to find Valdi in misery It's gonna It's gonna be Jenny Power knows not Ancient magic sign Its name is love I need you for it Need you ooh, now Together we can defeat, guess what? When it's time for the wedding, it will be me dreading Turning down that weaselly hair All I'll do is stare when I come to my senses No more defenses, I'll realize It's gonna be when it's time for the wedding it will be me dreading Turning down the weaselly hair All I'll do is stare When I come to my senses No more defenses I'll realize It's gonna be Jenny Thanks for your time. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Wizards and Witches, St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries is proud to present from the Janice Thickey Ward on the fourth floor, the one, the only, 
Gilderoy Lockhart. All around, no one could be found to best yours truly. I think you'll agree how magnificently I cast every spell, mix potions so well. I'll drink one for me. Some others I've met are great wizards, and yet. They haven't got charm or a smile to disarm So they'll never be As famous as I nor so beloved They've all got faults and I've got none It has to be me, magical me It has to be me Some others I've met And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's special Valentine Modcast. This is Kim M. Parker, who is still, still trying to decide what John's punishment for last week is going to be. <laughs> and with me, I have two of our other men. Hi, this is Gina Yancey, our HP addict on the lounge. And this is Stacy Thomas, or uh, otherwise known as Mini-Me. And yeah, we're here to talk about shipping and all the fun stuff that goes along with that. Um, shipping is definitely one of my favorite topics, or it was before Half-Blood Prince, because it was so controversial and so much fun to battle it out in the lounge with other people. Get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble once or twice with it. Yep. Uh, See, passion inspires sh- passion. That's right. Oh, oh. that's good. <laughs> or hatred, because, you know, I think most of the shippers on the lounge just despise me at the moment. <laughs> well, maybe we did before Half Blood Prince came out. <laughs> I shut down so many shipping threads. Yeah, there was a couple oh. times I was bitter about that, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, who's your who? Who are your ships, girls? I'm really boring. Like I, I always thought it was Ron Hermione, and then when I joined the lounge and saw that people thought otherwise, it was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just I never it n- never even entered into my consciousness. I know. But I'm boring I'm, that way. I'm such a, well, I'm a sap. I'm a dork. Yeah. Hi, yes. Everyone knows that. So I just am totally, it's not anything, you know, I never really cared if it went one way or the other, but completely one big Happy Weasley family. Oh, I just yeah. think it's cute. It's, it's sweet. sweet. It's kind it, of, aww. It's deserving. Now, I was a, I was a big Harry Ginny shipper before. 
Um, because Ron and Hermione are, are obvious to me. They've always been obvious to yeah. me. I don't, just don't get how they were, weren't obvious to everybody else. Well, I always said I've just read, you know, I've read way too much Jane Austen and way yeah. too much Shakespeare. I mean, Much Ado About Nothing is my favorite play ever. And so I'm just that, that literary trope of the fights and the playing around is just so ingrained in me that it, I didn't even think anything else. And I always thought, you know, Harry maybe with Jenny would be cute. And so when you get well, to that page. Yeah, and that – and um she always said Emma was one of her favorite Jane Austen books. And that's all Harry and Jenny right there to me. You know, just like sneaking up on him that he actually has feelings for her, you know, out of the blue. Just at a yeah. slightly less creepy yeah. level yeah. than Emma can be. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And and didn't you just love how Harry's kind of the kind of the dumb boy yes. who oh, it took yeah. so long to get there and you're like oh i know so many dumb boys like you <laughs> it was so cute though the night the book came out because i was sitting there i've always read these by myself you know when they've come out and then uh, i went up to new york to go meet up with one of our mods to get the book and we were reading together and she'd gotten a little bit we were you know, kind of alternating who was ahead of the other one at any given time and i had been spoiled i knew how the ships were going to turn out I knew who was going to die and who was going to kill him. I was so completely spoiled. So I knew, you know, I knew it was Harry and Ginny. I didn't know how. And we get there and she's a couple pages ahead of me. And all of a sudden I hear her yelling, turn to 53. I don't care where you are. Turn. I'll get there. We're both reading and together. It's like, oh, it's too Uh. cute. If I want a happy moment for Harry, I'll just go back and read that part. And we had a um, a ship in the shipping thread before um, Half Blood Prince call- came out. That was called the Green Eyed Weasel. Weasel, yes. And it was all. Oh, it was yes. Uh, Tamerlane actually. She was one of our posters in that thread, and she came up with it. And it was just basically it was Harry and Ron's friendship to dispute the Harry and Hermione shippers. <laughs> And it was like everything that they could come up with with the Harry and Hermione shippers, we dispute it with Harry and Ron's <laughs> friendship. And it was just like, aha, green-eyed weasel, here we go. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that why do people get so attached to their ships? I mean, why is it even those of us that admit we're not very big shippers are still somehow attached to yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, you know, it just it, – it's about the way you read a book. And that that's not to say that the Harry and Hermione shippers were not – reading the books the correct way. I mean, obviously they were wrong. So oh. they were. Thank you. No, good okay. girl, Stacey. All right. I'm making friends. Put myself in trouble. <laughs> Great. But, um, you know, it's just those, those literary clues that you look for. Like, why, why are these little bits about Ginny in here if, uh, if it's not relevant? You know, I mean, completely unrelevant to the story is Ginny running after the train, you know, laughing and, and crying in uh, Philosopher's Stone. Completely irrelevant scene. It's a sweet scene, but if it's not something we're going to look back on and say, oh, there's there's the first Harry and Ginny moment. You know, there's there's certain things like that all through the books where you go, yeah, why is she even in these scenes? Because Joe's setting her up to be Harry's well, love interest. But, but take why. all that out of it. Okay, and and the question of people getting attached to their ships, I think it's because people are so attached to these characters and feel like they know them personally. And they are these these rabid shippers. They are the Yentas of the world who are like setting people up. They're the matchmakers. (laughs) And they just they are so like they know Harry 
and they know Hermione and darn it, they're going to put them together. And, and, and what they I've got don't... a fiddler on the roof in my head oh, now. Oh, Matchmaker, completely. Matchmaker. Oh, you know, we have a few of those on staff. We've got a couple of matchmakers on staff at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, but I, I think that that's why people get so rabid and venomous when their ship is it's like it's it's a personal affront to them that you don't think that these characters go together and it's not that harry i'm going to take this as an example harry hermione don't go together they they do and that's why they're the best of friends and that's why they can hug each other and be comfortable whereas there's such tension between ron and hermione is because it's more than just friends yeah yeah, totally. It's kind of nice, though, to see that shipping has become slightly less divisive. You know, now oh, it's divisive. Yeah. Yeah. But it was ugly Reese for a while. Yeah, it got really, really divisive and ugly for a while. Oh, and it's After half Even Blood before Prince. the book came. Well, even before, there were just all-out fight, vitriol-filled brawls in the shipping threads. And, you know, I think it's shifted now that the answer has been given to the Ron Hermione that people have now moved on. To Snape. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Snape and Lily ship. Yeah, is. <laughs> that too. And, yeah, and um, Snape is vitriol. Yeah, I'm. I told. I completely loathe that ship. I just have to say, I cannot stand the Snape Lily stuff. I know. I know. There's a lot of people who think that it's gonna happen, but oh, I just do not want Harry's mother to love Snape. Oh, it just grosses me but out. But it's it's the whole Harry met Sally thing, isn't it? I mean, can't they just be friends? Isn't it possible to just be friends? Well, yeah. Yes, they could. That's right. Well, how much do you guys think that people reading and writing fan fiction, to tie into one of the last modcasts, uh, comes into this, where people sort of are so involved and and read things and think about things that they're they get kind of fuzzy on who the characters are. You know, I'll, I have been known to read a fan fiction or two since Half Blood Prince has come out, but before that, I. I loathed it because I thought the characterization on so many of them was off, you know, and that's exactly people were writing what they wanted to happen and it, it just wasn't wasn't going to happen. Which is you know? fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Go it's ahead. good. Have, fun. have your fun and it's fun. And I know a lot of people that just get there, you know, if their ship didn't work out, well, I can still read and play around with the fan fiction and it's great. You have that outlet. I just when people were theorizing if it required that much of a change to a canon character it just didn't seem quite right or the it death didn't seem to fit uh, or you know the death yeah. or the um oh i hate it I, oh i hated all the so stuff against always Ron. A thing, yeah that kills me in the shipping threads and that would get my get my back against the wall in the shipping threads and would make me willing to participate is when people would claim well, Harry and Hermione will work out because Ron will die. Yeah, mm. yeah, they'll be together for a while. Ron will die, or he'll betray them, which is so yes. ludicrous. You know, Not his character. that's the most ludicrous one. Was they're Gryffindors, folks? I know. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of just fan fiction, you know, I think the the biggest fan fiction of them all is the movies, and I think that's had the biggest impact on the whole shipping world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've twisted it. They've twisted they have. it. They have. They, they've made it because Dan and Emma are cute kids. You know, they, they look cute together. So it it makes them look like they should be together or something. I don't know. But I mean, I think Rupert's a cute kid, too. But I think a lot of people went Harry and Hermione because of, you know, the movies. Oh, I'm going to make so many fa- finally, friends with this. They're finally making that adjustment. You saw Ginny's character a little bit more in the last movie because they're getting, they have, I mean, they have to get her ready because otherwise come movie six, everyone's going to go, who the heck is this person? Exactly. Although I will say this, and I, I felt redeemed a little bit in Chamber of Secrets where 
Hermione has been petrified. Yeah. And then she's she comes back to the big um, banquet scene at the end. And she gives Harry a big hug. And then she and Ron are only able to shake hands. And it's like, oh, well, see? Yeah. See? Kids, kids who are friends who can do that and kids who like each other just yeah. wouldn't. No. Exactly. Yeah. They just, they can't. And so I, I felt like at least we had one moment in the movies that was truer to the books before Goblet of Fire. Yes. But I agree. It's definitely fun, and it's a fun. I mean, it is a fun. To me, it was always just a, and it still is just a fun sideline attraction to all the deep theorizing, because yes, it is Harry's love that will win the day. I don't think it's Harry's romantic love that's going to win the day in book seven. No. So as far as I'm concerned, the shipping is it's a fun sideline to the really deep, the really big theorizing. It's it's just a fun side note. It's a fun little bit for all those people that said. Half Blood Prince was too fanficy or too romantic. You're talking about 16 year old kids. And I mean, think that's what high they school. do. And it had its this place. Is, yeah. it, it did. It had its place in the series. And quite frankly, if if the biggest thing that Harry has over Voldemort is love, yeah. when when is love the most powerful? The first time that you really feel it for another human being that's not yeah, in your passion. family. Like it is absolutely appropriate. Yeah. Well, I'm really interested to see how it plays out in book seven, because I don't think it's going to have anywhere near as much of a um, focus in book seven. But you I, don't. You I'm don't... a big um, fan of the archaeal, you know, theory that she's compared book one to seven, two to six, you know. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, Jenny's not in. She's She shows up, you know, in the beginning and at the end of book one and I just don't think she's going to be in a lot of book seven I mean I think there's going to be some I think some it's back sweet to the trio part, to some degree but yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. so but, uh, but we'll see and, I, and it better and it better be a cute happy ending yes it better it better be something <laughs> I just I want them to have one more day but I know she's not going to show you know I mean she just doesn't give us when Harry's happy we just don't get to see a lot of you know just kind of gloss over when Harry's happy so even the the time he did spend with Jenny it was just oh yeah uh, and a few weeks later <laughs> so um maybe we should wrap up <laughs> let's wrap up okay and for Gina and for Stacy all right this we'll is see. the one the only Kim M. Parker and we'll <laughs> see you later bye bye happy Valentine's Day bye everybody
not talking crazy, we're not gonna die. You're acting mental, we will be fine. I know it's not easy, but try not to dwell and just know that I've always, I've, I've loved you as
Hi Powdercast, this is JRG1990 from the Leaky Lounge. This is my Valentine's Day folk. It's to the tune of Sandy from Greece. So, okay, here goes. Oh, Jenny, baby, when the war is done, somehow, somewhere, the wizard and muggle worlds are one. We'll be together forever and ever we will be. Oh, please say you'll marry me. Oh, Jenny. Okay, I hope you like that. Okay, that's it. Bye. Odd spells that do not come from children's books. There's a trick with a wand I'm learning to do. And everything holy is for you. I'm a powerful, imperious. Avada with a flick of the wrist. Curse is unforgivable, I've mastered a few And everything, only it's for you Share for share, share alike You get struck each time I strike You for me and me for you I'll give you plenty of something I'm not yours for better or for worse and I've learned to give the Rushi out his curse. I've a terrible tongue, a damper for two. And everything for me is for you. The following is a sneak peek into the courtship of Arthur and Molly Weasley. Have a squee from Sue and Guru too. When you get older, losing your hair. Many, many years from now. Don't you worry, Arthur dear, I'll still love you. Molly Wobbles, I'll love you too. But if you get caught bewitching a car, I'll be awful sore. Just say you still need me and you'll still feed me. When I'm 64 All of your bands What's that matter, hon? Simply that you fall for singers all of the time Well, Stubby Boardman is rather fine Denoming the garden, digging the weeds I'll know I'm still yours Of course I'll still need you And I will still feed you When I'm 64 
every summer we can study muggles in their habitat. Oh, please, forget that, dear. We shall scrimp and save. children on your knees. Serious. Think we should elope? Who knows what things will be like a year from now? Don't worry, we'll defeat them somehow. And then we'll have children. How about two? Maybe three. But no more. Oh, say you'll still need me. I'll need you to feed me when I'm, I'm 64. Say you'll still need me. I'll need you to feed me when I'm. Ship impression. Little <laughs> ship sailing. I had no idea. I don't know. You guys were being so literal about it. I don't know. Hey, this is this is what the Harry Hermione ship sounds like after book six. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> John no he said it. I didn't. John no he said it. It's not melting. It's, it's no. sinking. <laughs> 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 When you were doing that noise, I can think of some witch melting from. <laughs> Half blood prince melted the ship. <laughs> we need an avatar for that. Oh, oh, I'm sure there will be one. Uh, I want to see a melting ship. In an hour ship. of this podcast release, there will be a melting ship. <laughs> avatar. I have no idea why that's funny at all. Oh, it's hilarious! How is that it's not funny? It's funny. Clearly, I'm laughing, but I have no idea why. But do you know anyway. how she, the witch, just like because she Because I was making down. the sound effect for the for ship singing. singing. I know, but all I could think of is how she's like, just like a green lady going down. Oh dear God! If the ship was made out of a chocolate bar, then I can see that happening. Well, there you go. There's chocolate. There you go. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I had fun on our Valentine's episode. Oh, yes, oh, I yes. did. Those filks, huh? Oh, can I just say, Guru? Those are some filks. Guru, I love you, dude. I, I follow you. You are. He, he, I got to sing with him, and he was great. Well, Guru, I, a little mini-announcement, Guru is now a leaky staffer. Yay! Oh, Guru is now disqualified from all yes. leaky competitions and contests thereof. <laughs> but him and his family. Which is, which is kind of fun because no one ever knows who wins those That's contests true. anyway, so it's really That's not true. a big That's deal. True too. Yeah, but he's Listen, so we're good. Busy. But he's so good with the folks. He's you guys were, were fantastic with your little when I'm 64. Oh, shucks. Oh, my God, it was the cutest thing. And what about, what about um, oops, I'm crying again? <laughs> That's oh, funny. my goodness, the humor. Oh, it's fantastic. Great. And there were and some. And Guru's magical me, or, or it has to be me. Wasn't he perfect? Oh, he was so yeah. funny. I mean, who better to send a Valentine to themselves than Lockhart? It was just. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> had to be me. Yeah. 
Wisconsin. <laughs> and um, there are some good voices. <clears throat> cough, cough, Mr. Noe. Why did yeah. I do anything? Yes, you did. Yes, you. Uh, that was she's... all Kel. Oh, yeah, Kel's Malia. Good. She's awesome. However she says awesome. her name. I don't know. Kalazma is how I say it. So therefore it is correct. <laughs> but everybody, I mean, people that send stuff in, rock on. Canon. Rock on. Yeah. Yes, and thanks for all the fun, funny oh, Valentine's. I'm guessing little poems and, and little old sayings. Uh, yeah. Hearing about your ships. Sweet. Yeah, I had a great time. Well, anyway, yeah, guys, did you know that this is episode number 26, which means that we've been doing this for six months? Wow. So oh this is months of podcasting. Gosh. Half a year. Uh I still want to keep telling the funny story of the first episode, and I'll probably tell it a hundred times. It was so funny. About what was trying to record it? I was sitting there at whatever, whatever, nightmare. whatever o'clock a.m. it was. I was like, just go have a glass of wine, would I you know. please? <laughs> was it? So nervous. So funny. Oh. Well, It'd be like, I mean, you, you would have... think she was trying to write a story with, like, Joe over her shoulder watching her write. Well... It was so because I didn't have you guys to hang around with then. It, yeah. Then I was just introducing all the stuff, and it was retarded. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there in my living room, and I just felt like an yeah. idiot, and I had no idea what. Because now it's easier because we know what it will sound like and who it will reach and the, what mm-hmm. the reaction will be. But there was nothing then. It was just me and a microphone <laughs> and John yelling at yeah. me. <laughs> John, who had no intention of ever being in the show at that point. Ever. But it's so, so great. Different. It's so different. But I did have a glass of wine, and I had a glass of wine, and the take that came next is the opening yes, of the first podcast. <laughs> oh, and in response to people, those? yes, we, we cleaned out our feed. You have to clean it because otherwise, when people subscribe, you'll get a list on your iTunes of like 30 episodes, which just takes over your, your screen. That's too much. So the, the last 10 or 15 or whatever or on the feed if you want to go back earlier than that you go to podcast.com and you, there's a direct download link for all those episodes can we put something in the feed that stays there like a 10 second episode with a show note that says for previous episodes go to podcast.com yeah sure but that's a really good question because people have asked about that so that's good to know that's a good thing yeah yeah, yeah. that's what's going on uh, next week, guys, we got our first batch of results from the PodTrack survey that Yay. you all have been filling out. Yes, very much. Yay, thanks for doing that. So we're going to break it props. down and tell you some of the results next yeah. week. And props to our one senior citizen yes. listener. Yes. Like one person, what is it, over 90? No, yeah. like over 70. Over 75? Who listens? Yeah. You? That's you're, right. You're a Rock cool on. old person. It's totally. But you're not, you're not old. You're young at heart, which... Is why you listen to podcast. Indeed. Yeah, we'll have some. There's some really interesting and fun results, and I gotta say, I was. Yeah, me I too. was sort of touched by the results. You know, That's and and, and I mean, we talked about six months, but it's amazing how far we've come, and just like our website has grown in the past year so dramatically, and so we're, we're listening to it. We appreciate the feedback. It's great. We're trying. Yes, we do. Yep, and we do listen to your feedback, and we are taking in, into very serious consideration a lot of the things that you have said in, in the podcast survey, so you'll hear more about that next week. Mm-hmm. Well, guys? I guess that's the end of our Valentine's episode. I've got wow. a hot date to get to right about now, actually. <laughs> with what? The editors? <laughs> when it, yeah, yes. With with my Valentine's Steed and Jeff and Steve and Mike. Uh-huh. Eek. 
Oh, no. that doesn't sound good at all. Sounds fine. Those are those are those are the lovely editors. Sounds what's of, not good about that? Of Pottercast. You're being biased. No, I just I, I don't really want to tell everybody that I've got four boyfriends named Steve, Steve, Mike, and Jeff. They are the editors of the show. Right. When when I'm not editing, they actually pretty much do more work than I do now. We're gonna get them onto the leaky staff page soon. We just yeah, we're yes. really bad about that. <laughs> It'll get fixed. Yes. Um. The page is big, quite big as it is, but uh, there's still more people behind the scenes. There's a lot more scenes. people behind the scenes, especially now. I need to be shoved in front sort of, of the amazing scenes. Sort of amazing how many people work on this site. Yeah. Anyway, let's sign off with a kiss. Okay. Kisses. That's kind of weird, too. Why is that weird? <laughs> and That's with right. a kiss. Why? You seal it with a kiss. Did you, did you guys just kiss your monitors no. just now? Kiss the windscreen. Does that count? Oh. I kissed. I just went. Mwah. I didn't really kiss anything. Okay, they either did I. John's got a big lip print on his monitor right now. Yeah. I hope you were wearing lipstick at the no, time. I, you know, I, I don't usually wear those at Sunday nights. Okay, let's go. Buddy, you <laughs> bye. Oh, and about time to. Goodbye, folks. Bye, everybody. Oh. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Happy V Day. Normal Pottercast next week. Normal as normal can close right. as normal can be. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great Scott, no wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> <laughs>